Hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Podcast episode. Oh, there's only one Leicester City. Oh, there's only Rob, one Rob, Leicester City. What? What are you doing? Oh, there's only one Leicester City. Nope. Oh, there's only... What? 5,000 to one, it's Vuddy. 5,000 to one, it's Vuddy. You're drunk. Are you one. drunk? Um, pizza. <sighs> Welcome to episode 14, everyone. I apologize. Claudio with a chance of trophies. Claudio with a chance of trophies. Moving on. <laughs> Top stories. Flint, Michigan, update. Breaking news. Flint residents are tired of this shit. As the uh, Flint water situation wears on and on, we will continue to report. And every time we bring it up, I think about how much it must truly suck to not be able to grab a drink of water or fill a pot for pasta or just make coffee for the morning every day. Um, but for me, it's just a passing thought and I get to move on with my day. The residents of Flint need to go and actually figure out about how much water they're going to need every day. And they have to drive to a water pickup location, which is usually manned by volunteers and get their daily ration of water in America. In first world country. Yeah, 2016. So like anybody who expects these basic services to just be provided for them with the tax money that they pay and the services aren't being provided, they tend to get frustrated and let's say uh, a little bit shitty with the people who are distributing the water. Everybody knows that it's not the fault of these volunteers, but they are the face that's available to be vented at when their rations are being collected. In a number from the Detroit News, the state of Michigan alone has distributed more than 959,000 cases of bottled water to Flint residents since January 9th which was four days after the governor declared a state of emergency over this crisis. It's, that's an unreal figure. And people are having to fully budget the amount of water that they are using. It's just unreal. Give them what they need, plus 50%, so they've got a backup in the event that they need it. Well, and that's just what's been distributed by the state. That doesn't count other volunteer organizations, donations that have been received through outside sources. This water is what all they can use. They, they need to use this water for every single thing. Every time you turn your tap on, the residents of Flint have to go to either a gallon jug or bottles of water and use that water for everything. Because the only thing you trust it for is flushing, and you wouldn't even trust it for, for showering in at this point, would you? No, there were reports of people saying, you know, even just going in and taking a shower, they're going in, they're taking less than five-minute showers, trying to get in and out as quick as possible, and then they're scratching 
for over an hour after they're done with their shower because it leaves such a residue on your skin that it's just uncomfortable, even in their own skin. They're going to people's houses that they know, anybody that they know that lives out of town, and they're begging friends and family just to bathe at their homes. So I can only start to think of the environmental impacts as far as this is a significant number of water bottles. You know, let's look at it from the from another vantage point. I'm not downplaying the severity of not having potable drinking water. That is unexcusable. But tangentially or the another impact that has been created by this crisis is now 959,000 cases of bottled water bottles. Uh. It would almost be more rational to park a Bowser by every residence and until it's drained, run it, mm-hmm. and then switch it out for another tanker truck of potable water. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I keep trying to rem- remind myself of is this, this is not an isolated incident. Mm-hmm. There are other stories. I mean, we, we we're focusing here on the the effects of the the water, but there have been some really bizarre deaths and disappearances over the past couple of weeks. A couple of women who have been involved at the the outset of the litigation against Flint died in essentially mysterious circumstances. One of the water engineers. This is a third world level of fucked up. Hmm. I just lack a, a massive level of confidence in any of the the bureaucracy in in Michigan to handle this appropriately. And it's troubling when you look at the the range of ancillary issues that are developing around this. Yeah, I know there have been a lot of missing paperwork, things that have kind of disappeared, you know, uh, beyond the the break-in for the TV with no cord uh, (laughs) that happened in March. But one of the things that did pop up this past week was um, a engineering report that was done back in August of 2013 titled The Proposed Scope of Upgrades to Flint Water Treatment Plant. Um, This report was initially submitted to Michigan's Department of Environmental Quality and was ultimately passed along to Governor Snyder's office. And the chain of transmittals that was found with the report confirmed that it did go that far. But the most significant thing about this report is that it did not recommend the use of any corrosion control chemicals, um, such as phosphates, that would make the Flint River water less corrosive. How could you not? Well, the lack of these measures has been identified as the main reason that Flint's drinking water became contaminated in the first place. So this was in a report, like I said, I mean, this was almost three years ago, August of 2013, um, be it an oversight in the engineer's testing of how the water would interact with the pipes um, or lack of knowledge of the state of Flint's infrastructure, knowing that there would be lead pipes present. I mean, Flint's an old enough city that it's not unheard of to have the lead pipes 
the fact that they had a city manager that had the budgetary interests of switching the water source and uh, not having the income should have been a uh, red light that clearly there's not the most current uh, infrastructure in place and there would be lead. (laughs) (laughs) The Romans had better infrastructure and they still had a lead problem. Yeah. Yeah. So so more information keeps coming out week by week. Um, I haven't seen any new lists of uh, indictments um, since the last time we've reported, but we will keep everybody up to date on what's going on. We're going to be back to this story again, probably again in two weeks, as we seem to be every time. But Mm. until then, let's move along. Claudio, with a chance of trophies. Okay, now that we've got all of that heavy flint talk out of the way, um, what the fuck have you been screaming about? <laughs> uh, all right. This is one of the greatest sporting stories ever recorded. Uh, in U.S. terms, it makes Miracle on Ice look like it happened on an ice cube. Mm. I'm a Liverpool supporter because I was born and raised in Liverpool. I'm an Ipswich town supporter because my family hails from that part of the world. I have friends who lived in Leicester, I visited there, had some of the best cinder toffee I ever had from Leicester. Leicester is a great place to go visit. And so anybody in the UK, if you haven't had a chance, probably now is a really good time because everybody there is really happy. The reason that they're really happy is that Leicester City, as of Monday night of the week that we recorded. That's May 2nd, 2016. Should Thank I have you. not given you? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Second May. I'm doing it appropriately. <laughs> you're always inappropriate. Hey, that's why when you like me. When you're at your best. Um, so Leicester City, who have had a, an interesting fortunes over the past few years. They were in the third tier of English football. They were in the second tier. The, a couple of years ago, they were the champions, having just lost out the year before of the the championship got them themselves promoted to the english premier league last season they were going down uh, for american listeners I, I, I was about to say let me interject real quick american listeners the way uh english premier league soccer works is that there's a bunch of different tiers and it's Literally, the Premier League, the winner of each tier gets to jump up to the next tier. And if you lose, then you get bumped down a tier. So this is all Premier League soccer, football. That's why I have Rob talking about it, because I <laughs> that is the limit of what I know. So, right. Uh, and you, you're pretty close. So the bottom three teams out of the English Premier League and each of the leagues below get demoted to the division below them. Uh, the divisions below... The top two teams are automatically promoted. The next four fight it out for the last place. A couple of seasons back, Leicester were in a frantic match against Watford and lost out by uh, essentially a penalty kick that was saved. Watford ran it back, scored a goal at the other end, and that sank Leicester's chances. The following season, they won the championship. They, They came up to the premiership. Last season, 
They were rooted to the bottom for a long time. Nine games from the end of the season, they went on this spectacular charge and got themselves out of relegation. They started the 2015-16 season at 5,000-1 to 1 against winning the English Premier League. 5,000 to 1. You get better odds on Sasquatch being proved as being real. So the Leicester manager is a guy by the name of Claudio Ranieri, has put together a team of misfits and rejects and players who a lot of other teams don't want. The star striker is Vardy, who um, has a record for the no, number of most consecutive league games scored in in the Premier League. They have this absolute tower in defense, Hooth, who um, in our household has coined the phrase just hoothing it upfield because it arrives with him in the in the penalty area. He just hooths it upfield. Uh, and the, the range of players. And what has been spectacular is how they play for each other. They're playing for the team. They're playing for the shirt. They're playing for the badge. They're playing for the fans. I think I've heard that referred to as teamwork yes. somewhere before. Yeah. Yeah. Without getting all uh, businessy on it. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely about teamwork. They will scrap out one nil wins where it's, uh, you know, they, they will fight to protect that 1-0 lead. They will beat you on the counterattack. They have a spectacular way of doing business. They will defend, 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 and then they have a counterattack, and they'll put a goal past you, and that'll be it. They will defend, and they will hold a fortress against their, their goal. Um, and it's been amazing to watch. It has been absolutely spectacular. For the, um, in American football, Everything balances out over time. Your team sucks, you get good picks. Two or three years of sucking, you get enough good picks, you build a team around the, the quality you now have, your team bubbles up to the surface again. It's all mm. franchise sports. It, it, it's a franchise. The NFL has no real interest in one team being dominant for any length of time. Their interest is in the team cycle round and the the Raiders suck, and then the Raiders are good. The Broncos are great. The Broncos suck. The Patriots are, always seem to do well because they buck the system, and everybody hates them. But the English Premier League and English football in general doesn't work that way. Teams keep their money. They Like Manchester City, for a long time, they were the, the bridesmaid in Manchester. You had Manchester United, and then, oh, yeah, the Manchester City, they play here as well. And then they were bought out by a guy with a lot of money who injected the money and they bought the players they needed and suddenly Manchester City is a squad to be reckoned with. That's not Leicester's story. Leicester is worth about £22 million on the field, which sounds like a lot of money. But Raheem Sterling was bought by City for £49 million. They are up against teams that they are worth one-tenth the price of. And they've beaten them. And they've beaten them well. And it, this is where it comes down to the fact that, yeah, there's, there's a price tag on all these players, but it's the, the team spirit that really functions in this matter. And they have played so well together. And it has been an absolute joy to watch. Uh, on one occasion, they scored a late goal. And the stadium erupted in celebration that it recorded as, as memory serves, as a... <laughs> 
a local seismograph recorded a 3.6 on a seismograph. That's amazing. Oh, That's yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> it's spectacular. So, um, from all of us here, which is both of us, <laughs> mostly me. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I heard about this story on NPR. I'm, I'm <laughs> hip. I'm hip to it. <laughs> if you listen to NPR and call yourself hip, you do not understand the definition of hip. But, but uh, as a Liverpool supporter who came so close, and as somebody who desperately wanted to see Steven Gerrard lift the Premier League trophy, oh, Leicester, congratulations. You were absolutely spectacular this year. Uh, you've earned it. You've earned it. You've earned it. It has been phenomenal and a joy to watch. And we still have two games left. Um, Leicester are hosting Everton this coming Saturday. And then <laughs> uh, the climax of the season, Leicester, as champions, finish out their season at Chelsea, who were champions last season and who, for a time, were rooted in the relegation zone. Oof. Yeah, it, it would have only been, uh, as a neutral who's really unbiased, yada, yada, it could have only been better if Leicester had won it while Chelsea were relegated. That that That's just purely selfish and... It's really not PC, but oh, that would have been fucking beautiful. That would have been so beautiful. But the fact of the matter is, is Chelsea, <laughs> Premier League champions, and Gary Lineker will be presenting match of the day in his underwear at the start of the next season. <laughs> well, I um, I'm going to Google some of these <laughs> image in their underwear. You say. Nice soccer uh, legs. Um, uh, hmm? well, most of them play in shorts, so there's plenty of stuff for you to look at. There's a few nice tight ends in there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but, <clears throat> but Gary Lineker is a pundit on the television who used to play and is a lifelong fan of Leicester, who made a comment back earlier on in the season that if Leicester won the Premier League, he would present the show in his underwear. Oh, my. And it looks well. like he'll be good to his word. I hope they have the studio warm. <laughs> uh, well, with those warm thoughts, let's move. Oh, on. there's only one Leicester City. Come on, uh, join in. Nope. Oh, there's only. Come I'm not on. Be again. No, there's only. I don't know any of the words. Oh, there's only one Leicester City. Is that it? Just over and over again? Yeah, come on. Let, let's have a running. Oh, oh there's only, there's only one, one Leicester, Leicester City. City. Oh, oh, there's only, only one, one Leicester, Leicester City. City. <laughs> Main story, bathroom bullshit. To help us with this topic, we have invited friend of the show, Barbara to join us in our discussion of the latest bathroom hijinks. No, hey, Barbara. No, it's definitely bathroom bullshit. Sorry. Let's be honest. The latest bathroom bullshit. Hi, Barbara. You're stepping on my intro. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, so, as a soon-to-be resident of the state of North Carolina, oh, yeah. we are uh, just going to kind of go over some of the 
things that have developed uh, since we talked two weeks ago. Um, I was just thinking today, I uh, wonder how long uh, the DOJ is going to let this bullshit go on before they decide to tell North Carolina that their happy little HB2 law is, uh, you know, illegal. Uh, as of today, which is May 4th, a statement was put out by the head of the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division saying that Governor McCrory has until Monday to confirm that the state will not comply or implement HB2 uh, or else they may have legal action placed against them. So um, it's nice to see that somebody's finally pointing out potentially. I'm sorry. Is yeah. That now? <laughs> They're finally doing something about it. With that, you know, if we want to flop back the other way, on April 29th, uh, Alabama <laughs> passed, uh, uh, I'm sorry, not the state, a town called Oxford, Alabama, passed <laughs> the harshest LGBT It's a sophisticated law. one. <laughs> well, <laughs> they got both front teeth. They decided that since all of these bathroom laws are so controversial that they're going to nip it all in the bud by just saying that no trans people are allowed in any public bathroom. So um, if you are trans in, in Alabama, first of all, I'm sorry. Second of all, take Second a all, shit on the steps of their government offices. Well, you're not allowed to do it anywhere else. So yeah, can't do it in a, public bathroom gotta just do it in public yes why not drop trowel race skirt whichever <laughs> yes perhaps both on a good day <laughs> <laughs> it depends how cold it is it's alabama it's may they're probably fine i think you'd mentioned before robert which was my first thought is do we have to get like several bathrooms in our house now so everyone has their proper place to go <laughs> I mean, as far well, as I know, if, if you're at a party, you don't know who the hell's using the bathroom. What the be, hell does it matter? Know, I mean, it could be a hobo. <laughs> seriously, as long as you're not shitting on the seat, I really don't care. Uh-huh. If you're going to have to stand to pee, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, lift the seat before you pee. How complicated is it? <laughs> less <laughs> less aiming is required. Yes. Okay. And, you know, uh, <clears throat> well, let's there, there's we've got two more states to cover. We hit we we're, oh, we're doing this roundup style. So we hit North Carolina. We hit Alabama. We're going to swing over to Texas real quick. If we're doing because, this roundup style, don't we need a big yeehaw at some point? Well, we're talking about Texas. So yeehaw. Here we go. Oh, and gunfire. <laughs> there you go. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is warning that Target's policy of allowing transgender people to use their desired bathroom could lead to illegal or inappropriate activity. And this is the battle cry that we've been hearing from uh, conservatives repeatedly on TV. Can we pick a new term for them? Because um, conservatives, why they may self-identify as conservatives, I think the term we're really after here is idiots. 
misogynistic bigots. Yes, they wouldn't understand that's all the word that's in there, but yes. No. Yeah. Moron. Um, asshats. I never understood an, I never understood asshat because, I mean, how do you get it on there? I mean, is it a little piece of elastic that wraps around somewhere? I mean, how does that work? You can I, find out for us. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, I got it. Like a Mr. Potato Head kind of thing. You can just sort of wedge it in there. So you take, <laughs> you lower the back panel and push the hat in. No, 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 the little prong. <laughs> the prong that goes under, that you stick into his, the hole in his head. So. <laughs> and just make it a little wider, maybe with a little flare in yeah. the face. So it doesn't, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just put, put tape a hat to the end of a butt plug and call it good. And that's Texas right there, a hat on the end of a butt plug. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if there was a way I could get a hat on my penis. <laughs> Someone get the duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so there's Texas. Yeah. And again, it's still it, it's still the fundamental misunderstanding that that this whole thing is guys who want to sexually harass or are sexual predators to women. And it's the basic disconnect of sexuality and gender and that things are non-binary and just because you identify as a woman doesn't mean then that you wanting to have sex with men or that you can trick people into getting into a bathroom just to sexually assault somebody i like the story and also in texas in dallas about the man who barged into a women's room because he thought a woman that went in that went in there was a man. Ironically, he was the only one of the, you know, quote, incorrect gender in the bathroom at the time <laughs> because it was a woman. Yeah, I, yeah. We're, we're getting into the like vigilante justice level yeah. of uh, enforcement. And the, one of the other things that strikes me is that somebody that is transgender, male to female, dresses, acts, and behaves as a woman because that is essentially who they are. And, and legitimately, at the end of the day, when you're in Target at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you're not usually trolling. No. You're, you're probably there to pee. Yes. Which is the thing that blows my mind in all of this. It's about going to the bathroom. Is the fact that your genitals are exposed for two to three minutes while you're performing bodily functions that makes everybody freak out. Like, is How that, long the... does it take you to pee? I, seriously. <laughs> I, I don't understand. And the Let people that are so desperate to check are the ones that are then committing the crime. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's more about sexual hangups than anything. I mean, to be that obsessed with something that's ultimately very trivial, uh, there's there's something else going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the and now moving on to, you know, protecting the children, since mm-hmm. we're protecting the children, um, moving up to Illinois in our state roundup here, um, uh, about 73 parents and 63 students filed a lawsuit on Wednesday the 3rd suing two federal agencies and a suburban Chicago school district 
over a policy to allow transgendered students to use the bathroom that corresponds with their gender identity. They're stating they're suing the Department of Justice, the Department of Education, and the Township High School District for agreeing last December to provide a changing area in one of the locker rooms for transgendered students. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is they're, just so frustrating. Saying, yeah. If you want to increase your odds of being molested by a guy in a dress, go to a church. Yes. <laughs> or, or Congress. Or Congress, uh-huh. <laughs> You're more sure yeah. of the frock in a church, but, you know, that that has been their specialist subject for a, quite a mm-hmm. while. Yeah, they're saying that the, this will create an unsafe environment and that the um, this is unlawfully redefining the terms of the Title IX Act, which is the federal statute that prohibits sex-based discrimination by any school who's receiving federal funding, which is mm-hmm. you know, basically all public schools. We're making the rounds. Let let the uh, ignorance and hate move on to the next topic since, uh, you know, them gays are allowed to get married now. <laughs> what, what I found interesting was um, as soon as money was brought to the fore, then uh, uh, suddenly everyone was very concerned with this law. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole issue of funding um, and where these bathrooms are getting their funding from. I don't I don't I don't get it. Let them pee. Let them pee. <laughs> Wasn't it fun when we used to be able to talk about Trump? <laughs> oh. Hey, guess what? We're going to do that a whole lot more now that he's the last no. buffoon no. standing. No, no, so no. The presumptive nominee, Donald Trump. Yep. I can't help but picture like a gold-plated Capitol building and... <laughs> I, I'm fleeing the country anyway, so I don't care. You guys stay here and fuck off. <laughs> Are you moving to North Carolina to uh, inundate yourself with uh, conservative bullshit? So that way you're ready for it. Your system doesn't yes. go into shock when yes. you move over under Tory rule. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. See? As always, we will keep you guys updated on uh, any other interesting state bullshit laws that decide to come up in the next couple of weeks. And uh, thank you, Barb, for uh, for joining us. Sure. Show your, <laughs> your own special brand of bullshit in with yes. ours. So, Barbara, you can we'll close out this again. segment. If, uh, if I can get from you just the simple moving on. Do I have to do it exactly like that? Yes. Moving on. Floating Angel. Off the east coast of Indonesia, there is a small island with a fishing village, Bangai. Fishermen there rescued a floating angel from the the waters of the ocean surrounding the island. Floating angel as in uh, some type of sea creature or... This this is supposed to be our feel-good story at the end here, Rob. Let's, Let's... well, some people would feel good about it, um, probably. Um, 
so the the fishermen rescued this angel child from the waters and they, they found this um, female figure floating on the surface of the water and they rescued it and brought it back and their mother washed it and has bathed it and dressed it every day and word got around and so they had it um, sat in the seat in the house and um, it was treated like a special guest and then local police got involved and determined that the floating angel was in fact a inflatable sex doll oh my god you know there was a there was a a piece that uh dan savage has a, a podcast called the savage love cast and and last week he did a piece on uh, the appropriate way to dispose of sex toys. Uh, somebody wrote in with a question if this should just go to a landfill or if there was some type of sex toy recycling facility. And uh, apparently uh, we found where they go. <laughs> yeah, they um, they wind up in the, the plastic heaven that is off the coast of Indonesia. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I thought yeah. you were just trying to do the math on how many you'd have floating out there. <laughs> uh, you can walk from Indonesia to Malaysia <laughs> on a raft of dildos. It's just, <laughs> it's really, you, yeah, you get this soothing massage through your feet as the, the last of the batteries give it up. <laughs> Yeah, I can just see like a trash barge, uh, you know, from coming from, uh, I don't know, India, somewhere. Strong wind takes the top layer of trash off, floating across the Indian Ocean, washing up on a small Indonesian beach. Yeah, that's nice. And there'd be a, be a seagull sitting on the edge of the beach, plucking fruitlessly away at an old dong. <laughs> So did the cops let them keep their uh, their special house guest? They decided that it was perhaps better off in their <clears throat> judicial custody. What? Uh, For why? So, Is, was, they, this, well, was this blow-up doll involved in a crime? No, but they removed it to avoid any, um, as the article uh, any potential controversy. Mm. So. Yeah, I bet the, that, that poor house guest is not being bathed and dressed at the police station in the manner of which it became oh. accustomed. Oh, I think it was accustomed to one form of bathing early on. <laughs> uh, well, I would say the mood has been appropriately lightened. <laughs> hey, you know what that's going to bring us on to, don't you? Mm. When the mood is this festive, when the mood is this jolly, it can only bring... Audio Cryptic Word Search. We're here at the penultimate row of the Audio Cryptic Word Search. Um, I feel the need to touch base with you all. We've been remiss, I feel, in letting those new listeners that we have in on our little game here. That's right. Every episode since our first in late September of 2015, such heady days, <laughs> we have given you a new row to a real word search that we created. Um, we couldn't do a 
audio cryptic crossword because we're not smart enough and, well, that's Mr. Zaltzman in it. But we've been laying a row each episode and the search words and by the end of show 15, you'll have a full puzzle. So uh, we're also going to have mercy on all of you slackers out there. And after we read the last row in episode 15, we will be releasing a sub episode that will just be probably an hour of me and Rob softly reading letters and words to you all. It's something that you're not going to want to miss. Especially if you want to sleep. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, until next week in row 15, we have row 14. E. Eeyore. Y. Y1. Y. Y2. Ah. Ranieri. Claudio Ranieri. D. Diana apparently doesn't understand football. Y. Y3. L. Leicester. Leicester. Whatever. T. Tinkle. H. Hooth. K. Kinky. C. Champions. J. Jizz that they found in the doll. <laughs> Gross. Barbie. <laughs> Barb. Thanks for stealing my thunder, Rob. I'll edit it out. <laughs> L. Lick. O. Obligato, Mr. Rolato. And the search word this week is you. Uh, as in me, Diana? No, you as in Y-O. So just to wrap up, oh, there's only one Leicester City. Mm. Oh, there's only one Leicester City. What? You almost had it earlier on. Nope. Not going to do it. Nope. So we're going to move on. Anybody out there, if you've got any articles that you want us to talk about, um, if you have any commentary on any of the stories that we have discussed, if you want to be like Barb and join us in some discussion like Pod Dog wants you right now. Hey, Hey, little dog. Do you have something to say? I want to use the bathroom, but you got me fixed and I don't know what bathroom to use now. See, everybody can get in on it. (laughs) Everybody poops in the garden. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So come get in touch with us. Uh, you can get in contact with us at our website, www.radio-podcast.net. Or through the Facebook page that we have. You can find it there with uh, just our Ampazan DIO, joining the sporadic shenanigans therein. Also, you'll find us on Twitter, which Diana runs, and I don't because I'm not twitter ready. I have a Twitter account. I never read it. Uh, but we are at underscore R-A-D-I-O podcast. We will say adieu for another week. And Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? I get into trouble for all and using all them fancy foreign words. And then you just come strolling in with 
adieu. Yeah. Au revoir. I didn't say anything. Salut, maintenant. Now, see, now you're, that's too many. You went too far. <laughs> Mr. Would, you like to bid every, nope. would you like to bid everybody a fine adieu? No, I want to tell Mr. Seaford to please play us out. In a hurry. <laughs> Bye. Bye.